Hello and welcome to True Free Audio, episode number two, May 4th, 2008. This week on True Free Audio, I'll discuss the various versions of the Creative Commons license. And this week's featured artist is Revolution Void Increase the Dosage. I would describe Revolution Void as a very relaxed band. Um, Increase the Dosage is very heavily on the jazz. And you'll notice that in their album. We'll be listening to two of their songs later on today. But first, in the news, a court rejects the RIAA's making available piracy argument. Now, for those of you not in the know, the RIAA is the Recording Industry Association of America. They've been lobbying for anti-piracy legislation for almost 8 to 10 years now against various individuals, not corporations or software companies, but individuals for either downloading or making up their music available. And a lot of it has to do with the making available policies because that's what a lot of people are charged with. Because you can download the song, but you also make it available if you use a peer-to-peer -peer thing like Kazaa. Now, I'll um, admit the case that the RIAA had in this particular one was not a very strong one. There are certain cases that probably would never have any problem being pat gone through and run through the gauntlet of court, lower courts, upper court, and then being sentenced and that whole deal. But the guy they chose, a Jeffrey and Pamela Howell, had downloaded Kazaa and according to the guy's statement, he just put the songs onto his computer from his own CD collection and didn't actually use Kazaa actively by putting those songs into the shared folder. He argued that the computer was sharing the files, not himself. Now, that's not a very strong case. I don't care who you are. I mean, you're not really going to get a whole lot. He wasn't actively doing anything. And that's not a strong argument. I mean, he's sitting there, he's uploaded his own music to his own computer, and Kazaa, a software application that he installed on his computer, was using its own programming to send those files out to the world. Now... I guess you could say that he was actively doing it because he downloaded the software, but oh well. The EFF played a major role in that. Um, they basically argued the making available position, saying that it wasn't clearly stated 
in the Copyright Act and was never recognized as an avenue of infringement. So the judge basically agreed with them. He threw out the case, and they got off pretty well. Uh, they were going to pay over 400,000, or not 400, 40,000 rather, that's a big difference, $40,000 in penalties and in court costs. However, after this, all that was completely thrown out. So, I'm sure they paid a good bit to find out about it, but it probably wasn't the 400,000, or the four, why do I keep saying 400? 40,000 that they would have paid. Also in this week's news, Rolling Stone interviewed Metallica about their views on new file sharing ideas and basically how they view the internet as a source model for their uh, artistic creations, you could call them, songs or whatever. But apparently Metallica is now turning 180 degrees and saying that they'll be looking forward to everything in terms of possibilities with the internet. Now, whatever that means is anyone's guess. It could mean uh, publishing a single song on the internet for download, which they've done shows in the past, but live music is a little bit different than standard music. You can find fairly old live music from any band and it's Creative Commons. So, I mean, they can't really charge people for something that is under the Creative Commons license and it's public domain. Or this public domain, rather. So that that's not really something that they've been doing. I mean, the Internet Archive, for one, has a lot of live shows on it, and Metallica puts their songs on their website to get traffic to their website. So, why not, I guess? But, obviously, with the buzz that surrounded Trent Reznor and Radiohead, their sites got a lot of impact and a lot of visitors. So, why not? I mean, they'll just bump up traffic to their site, get more people interested in looking at them, and they'll develop a larger fan base and sell larger numbers of records. I mean, if Trent Reznor can make millions and millions of dollars giving away the first third of his album, and then charging five dollars for the rest of it, why not? Honestly. But Metallica has also got has in the past been one of the very first opponents against file sharing in general, so it's all a big question as to where they're headed and what they actually mean now. Are they realizing what's going on, or are they just accepting the times and moving on, as the recording industry is now learning with their unrestricted or uh, unrestricted, un-DRM encoded songs that they're now allowing other people to have. So, 
who knows what the future may hold for Metallica and other bands that are publishing on the internet for the internet. Now, this week's featured artist is Revolution Void with their album Increase the Dosage. Now, this is their second album. Uh, it's fairly a good album, I would have to say. It's probably one of the better Creative Commons albums I've listened to in a while. It's very relaxed. It's good work music, I guess you could call it. Stuff that you can listen to while doing something and it won't bother you. It's very A lot of it's very slow, very jazzy. So it's great for playing cards, too. I'll put that out there. But let's read a little bit of the description on Increase the Dosage, as reported by Jamendo.com. The album Increase the Dosage features guest performances by musicians such as Samus Blake, the Mingus Big Band, Michael Shreve from Santa Ana, and Matthew Garrison from Herbie Hancock. The album was initially released on August 4, 2004, but the short-run self-released press quickly sold out. It was re-released again on September 25, 2005 in a web package with full album art. Now, Increase the Dosage, like I said, is a great album. I recommend getting the whole album because... It's a complete package, I guess you could call it. Now, we're going to be listening to The Modern Divide and Obscure Terrain today. So, here is The Modern Divide by Revolution Void in the album Increase the Dosage.
That was The Modern Divide by Revolution Void from Increase the Dosage. Now, Revolution Void, the band, is a dual album band on Jamendo. They have two albums currently up. But the actual band is a music project from the producer and jazz pianist Jonah Dempsey. And it combines electric music with live improv, which is always good. I mean, live improv alone is probably some of the best music you can have out there, because it's an artist giving their soul up for you. It comes straight from them, unedited, unchanged, unrecalibrated to a beat. So it's rather pure in the most musical sense. Revolution Void also has a distinct, I guess you could call it, sound to themselves. Because they're so diverse and they have so many different ways of expressing their jazz music, you could really fit them into almost any kind of genre that includes jazz in the title. Just tack on jazz to the end. Rock jazz, soft jazz, hard jazz, um... Hip-hop, jazz, anything you can imagine, this album covers it. I mean, it's some pretty nice, relaxed music here. And a lot of it is, again, improv stuff, so, yeah, it's the purest form of music. But coming up next is Obscure Terrain. Also by Revolution Void, also from Increase the Dosage.
that was Obscure Terrain by Revolution Void from the album Increase the Dosage. Now, I'll be putting the links up for Increase the Dosage in the show notes, but I suggest you check out some of other, some of the other album by Revolution Void, which is also on gemendo.com, which if you haven't figured out by now is a good site. You can find the links for Gemendo on the sidebar of my website next to the show notes at any time. Continuing on, as I said at the beginning, I would talk about the various licenses in Creative Commons. There are four basic regions of the Creative Commons license. Attribution, the non-commercial, derivative works, and share alike. Now, all four of those can be mixed and matched, depending. The most basic is an attribution by. Basically, your work is released as long as someone says that it's something you made, they can use it for whatever purposes they desire. Redistribute it, whatever. Use it for commercial purposes, whatever. Just as long as they reference it back to you. This is a very, you know, very vague, very, I wouldn't say necessarily weak, but a very open way to release music and media. Now, an attribution by license would be great for, say, pictures or video, where remixing and use for commercial purposes might not necessarily be something you really care about. If someone uses your image in a poster they put out for, let's say, a major company, but you license it, license it under buy or the attribution license, you're going to get references. And I mean, if they do it right and they do it legally, you're going to know because you're going to get hits and lots of hits, especially if it's a big company or... If it's even someone that creates a viral video and they use a picture of yours in it, but they attribute you properly, you're golden. It's perfect. Well, for that kind. However, there are other ones. Lots of other ones. There's the attribution share alike, which basically means it's like attribution, but... Anything that's released using this work must be shared under the same license. So you have to release it under attribution share alike. However, it also still allows for commercial use, meaning that you can still squiggle it out there for everybody to use and need that wants to use it based on however they want to. That would be good for, may, maybe again, a picture, small animation, maybe uh, a large-scale animation if you want to get it out there without having to worry about non-commercial agreements. But under this, though, all those things would have to be re-released under the attribution share alike, which means all following derivatives of that work would carry the attribution share alike, and they could be used for commercial purposes or what have you, as long as they 
were reused under the same license. This would deter larger companies from, let's say, using your work and probably not stop a lot of small people. People that would release it and not have to worry about commercial usages or wanting to worry about their own logos being re-released under Creative Commons, which would be a bad thing, especially if you put a copyright symbol halfway through it. Another license agreement is the Attribution No Derivatives license, which pretty much ensures that your work will stay as your work and will never be reused in any sort of fashion. Meaning basically that you release a file, it goes out there, no one can re-release it edited, but they can re-release and distribute that file as much as they want to. And it's perfectly fine under that particular license. Now, that would be hard to use for, say, a picture, because one could argue that cropping a picture is modifying it, and that would be a derivative of that work. So, I could see maybe using it as a video, if you want to release a video and a company picks up on it and they use that entire video in a presentation, then it would be fine. However, I don't see a picture or music necessarily being good because oftentimes those are edited for length and other, and other usages. So you'll have to look into that one if you're well, trying to release video. A similar one that starts to get into the non-commercial usages, which are probably some of the more common ones, are the attribution non-commercial. This is your basic, basic non-commercial. Basically ensures that you get credit for your work and no one can make money off your work other than you. Very good if you're publishing music, because... Someone samples your music, it uses it, they reference you, you get so on and so on and so on, your work gets distributed that way, and you get known and renowned and whatever it is that you're aiming for. Now, I would say that the non-commercial ones would be best suited for music, basically because you don't want someone to live off your usages. You can't really distribute pictures and video maybe it's borderline because it's kind of that in-between picture and media coalition thing but non-commercial is probably the way to go for almost all music anything that involves audio generally you're looking at this kind of license an attribution non-commercial However, you could go up a step, up a step, and go attribution non-commercial share alike, which is basically the same thing as the attribution non-commercial, but it adds a little bit, an extra little circle-y thing, saying that you have to re-release it under the same license. That's great, perfect, wonderful, especially for audio people. Now a DJ can. Another Creative Commons DJ can go out there, remix your song, 
and redistribute it under that same license and not have to worry about anything in that regard. Or if you really just want your music true to itself, you don't want anyone to make money off of it, but you want to get it out there, the attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives. This one I could see being used a whole lot by the upcoming artists, those being the ones that are currently in the industry and are looking for ways to boost their sales using the internet. I use Metallica from today's news story, for example. Under those, under this last license, I could see them easily doing that. I mean, it all someone has to do is say it's by them. No one can take that from them, and they can share it, but they can't alter it. Perfect for an artist that wants to get that's already known, but wants to get excitement about a new release, or wants to do something along the lines of release that song and then release an album that goes along with that song or in the case of Trent Reznor release the first third of your album and then release the two-thirds at five dollars or so making a tidy tidy profit but meanwhile those fir that first third is out there it'll be traded around a whole lot won't be altered by that license agreement and it won't be used for commercial purposes other than your intentions I mean unless you're violating your own copyright in which case if you bring yourself up in court for violating your own copyright you shouldn't have released it in that copyright status so I could see a large number of artists using that or even the standard attribution non-commercial or if they're feeling really daring they could just do attribution but the future will tell us what indeed that will hold and with that final point I'd like to thank you for listening to True Free Audio tune in next Sunday for the third episode Ooh. have a good night